right, everybody. Welcome back to Everything from Top to Bottom with Brett. I know you were waiting for Thomas, but today we are doing a solo two-part episode. So basically, we're going to blend ourselves together into this episode. Unfortunately, Thomas and I could not record at the same time. We are just so busy. Thomas was in New York. I'm going to Chicago. And we just did not have enough time to meet, to record. So we came up with the idea, which we think you will enjoy, around basically answering 20 questions about ourselves to get to know us. But the twist is, is Thomas has sent me questions to answer. And I am going to send him questions to answer. And we both don't know what we're answering. Brett is so good at explaining things. Hey everyone, what's up? It is Thomas. I am in this episode. Do not worry. I'm the one editing it, so I am going to be interjecting at certain points. Um, my plan is to interject my questions in between Brett's questions. That way we still have a little bit of a back and forth, making the episode a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more fun for your ears while you're listening to this on the road or wherever you listen to your podcast. But since I'm here, I feel like I might as well inform you guys on my week. It's been a little crazy. I started out my week in New York, um, going to a work trip kind of thing. That was miserable. I got a throat infection like halfway through. Um, I was feeling horrible. I did not want anyone to talk to me. I really didn't even want to be there. I was all of a sudden like disappointed too. So that wasn't fun. Um, But luckily on Wednesday, like it got so bad that I honestly like freaked out a little bit in the morning and called my dad like screaming and crying and he was like just go to the urgent care um which is just not something that I am normally ever thinking about going to I've like had horrible experiences at urgent care or at the hospital and so I just don't really like medical things very much I guess and they're the worst everyone I feel like everyone hates it but I went the doctors were really sweet and I actually did get some medication and literally like halfway through Wednesday I was feeling so much better and by Thursday I was like on cloud nine everything was good like I, I didn't have anything anymore I actually went on a first date um which was so much fun I haven't been on a first date in a while I saw him the next day too so it, you know I mean I think it went well um yeah that was super exciting and then I had a party and now I'm here I'm editing this podcast and now I'm gonna do what I do best and you know give a supernatural transition uh hey hey Brett what's been up with you this week i was at a real housewives new jersey party which was so much fun if you're a big bravo fan then you know how exciting that is i was able to meet frank catania he was at the watch party which was so much fun and as you guys know i'm also going to chicago this week to see my friends we're gonna have a great time in the city and then afterwards i'm going to nashville but that's for work but just a lot of stuff going on We'll be back in uh, next week with more episodes, of course, and we'll be together, which will be nice. So we can kind of give you the rundown. Totally, totally, totally. But in the meantime, I think we should get these questions rolling. Okay, let's go. So the first question on this list is, are you a size queen? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Blatantly, no. I think when you're looking at, you know, someone's anatomy of their body, it's them you know i care a little bit more about the human being the person Um, i'm not really too interested in if you have a really big dick or a really small dick that's not to say that if i do see a really big dick i'm not interested (laughs) because i am certainly perplexed because what do you do with that whose horse is that whose horse it's almost like going to the zoo 
you know, and you see these exotic animals, and you're like, wow, that's amazing. You know, good for them. Good for the elephant. <laughs> good for the giraffe. My first question from Brett is, what movie do you think everyone should watch? Huh. Okay, so I guess if I'm thinking in terms of like when I'm in social situations and I'm suggesting people to watch movies, I am always suggesting everyone. Am I even saying that right? Suggesting? Suggest? Whatever. I am always telling everyone to watch Molly's Game with Jessica Chastain. Incredible movie. She is so hot. I swear there is like a, a very, like there's a couple of women in this world who just like immediately eyes have locked and like I am so enamored and in love with and Jessica Chastain is one of them. This movie is flawless. She is flawless. Claps all around. Next question. Best night out. Of course, this is a night out question. These are very Thomas-based. Best night out, I'd have to say, definitely would be my trip to L.A. Last year, I went to Los Angeles with my friend Jonathan, and we uh, basically hit the hit the town as WeHo's. My favorite time was when we went to Heart WeHo, which is a great place to go. I really enjoyed it there. Great music, great DJ. But um, we were dancing, and then somehow I got lost, but then I found Jonathan and my other friend, Catherine. They were, like, in a VIP area, which was crazy. And I walked up to them, and then the guard let me through because I was their friend. And then they played Get Me Bodied, extended version, by Beyonce. Let me just tell you, that is my song. That dance, ooh, I could drop it low. I could hit it. I know those dance moves. It is so much fun. And once I started playing it, I was off the off the rails um, to the point where the dancers that were on the stage, if you've ever been to Heart WeHo, they like brought me up. We did the dance. I was in front of the stage. I was feeling it. I was like, this is fun. I, I'm, I'm still shaking for that experience. I wonder if I have the videos I can post about it. Um, but that was such a great time. A great night out. It sure sounded like it. Next question. Okay. Um... If you could have, if you could have eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, Brett, you are so good at the grams. Um, okay. If you could have eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, I mean, if I'm subjected to a life where I can only have one meal for the rest of my life, I'm not caring about health. Honestly, I'm probably looking to go pretty quick at that point. So I'm going to go with like fried chicken, like from like a gas station, like down in the South. Like I know that probably sounds so gross, but that like my mouth is literally watering just thinking about it. Like that is so good. (sighs) Okay, next question. Let's see. Next question is best vacation story. Um, let's see. Best vacation story. That's an interesting one. Los Angeles was definitely a great, um, a great trip. Honestly, anytime I've traveled and gotten money to fly has been a great vacation story. I think there has been a handful of times I have flown and received upwards of a thousand dollars from whatever airline to not fly. And it usually means I fly on the next flight, which is totally fine. But I have loved those experiences. Wow. Thank you for sharing a story that didn't really involve you on a vacation at all. Um, okay. My question. Do you ever think about getting married and having a wedding? 
Whoa. <laughs> um, that is an interesting question. I feel like we, I don't know where we were getting all these questions from. I feel like it's going to be so random when I'm editing all these together. They're going to be like, these are the weirdest questions. They don't flow, but whatever. Um, I guess the answer is, yes, I have thought about that. I think when I was young until like college, really, I 100% thought that that's how my life was going to be. I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids. I wanted to have the perfect life with, you know, home. I think in college, not necessarily because of college, just because of my like older age, I started to realize more things and realize that I think I was holding on to that because that's never something I had. I didn't really have that like perfect house and like the perfect like family and I don't think anyone ever does but you know so it all it was like why are you even trying to create that then and I think also when I've been getting older and dealing with you know finances and money and stuff like that I do think a lot like well like <laughs> I don't want to give that money to a kid like a spoiled brat who's not gonna like even really care about it like I know when I was a kid, like, my mom used to wake up every morning and make me breakfast and lunch for, like, school. Like, I didn't think twice about it. I thought that was what a mother should do. And, like, that's the sweetest, kindest thing in the world. She did not have to do that. Like, with time, everything changes. I do believe that people's ideas and thoughts change throughout time um, and throughout their lives. And I definitely 100% could see myself getting married in the future. I 100% could see myself having kids in the future. I could also 100% see myself not doing any of those things. So I guess only time will tell. Um, so maybe like season three of the pod? I don't know. So now for a little another transition. You know, I am curious if Brett has ever had a bad vacation story. Um, worst vacation story? I mean, that is such an easy go-to because traveling can be the freaking worst, okay? Last year, I had the craziest, like, diseases of, like, strep and mono and potential COVID. I had traveled to Miami and had to hop on the plane to go to my next stop, which was in Atlanta. And then I get there, and my friend gets COVID, so then I had to turn around and then go back to Boston. I'm not really a big vacationer. I think for me, travel is cool, of course, but I think at the end of the day, it's not always something I would like to do alone. I love to experience things with people and enjoy it together. What gives you hope? I think a lot of things give me hope, but it's the little small things. Uh, waking up in the morning and hearing like birds outside my window. That's pretty hopeful. I'm like, okay, cool. That's a fun day. Um, getting on my like phone and seeing that the like temperature isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. That gives me hope that it's going to be a good day waking up and having my like podcast on and like it making me laugh that gives me hope that I'm gonna have a good day um and gives me and if I'm gonna have a good day there's nothing I can't do there's nothing I can't accomplish this world is gonna be so much better off next question is favorite time with Thomas ever oh my gosh of all time well luckily for Thomas and I we have had lots of fun adventures together I mean, I really did enjoy our last weekend when we went to um, the Boston Symphony Orchestra, which was a lot of fun together. And, oh, and just to give you that story, we were leaving the parking lot and we had to pay and it was fine, whatever, the event parking. 
So Thomas and I were arguing like who should pay, who should do it. I stick the thing in and we waited too long arguing and the thing popped back out. I was like, crap, I got to stick it in again. So as I went to go stick it in again, another ticket came out, not just mine, the one before me. So I was like, wait a minute, let me just stick this one in. So I stuck the one in that had been generated out to me and it worked. So we saved ourselves $30 and got out. I was like, oh my goodness, I love saving money and scamming the people. So that was exciting. Um, But favorite time ever with Thomas, you know, I really did enjoy our time in New Orleans. He's from New Orleans and it was just so nice to kind of meet his family and learn more about his life. You know, sometimes you get so insular in your own world and you forget how other people live and what they enjoy. And it can be hard at times to, um, you know, truly understand their experiences when they talk to you. But when you live like them and you hear how they are, um, you get to understand them more. So that would have to be my, my favorite time with Thomas. Okay, my question. Um, what is one thing that annoys you about Brett? Um, it really is so hard to pick one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, one thing that annoys me about Brett is that, like, Brett is one of the coolest smartest nicest people i have met um and i wish you would see that um least favorite time with thomas that's a hard question because i really don't have that many bad experiences i usually think it happens when i have a bad experience in a situation and it just so happens that thomas is there because usually when i go out to the club or um you know if we're on a large friend group trip Um, It can be overwhelming. It can be a lot. Um, I get emotional. He gets emotional. And so that's when our emotions kind of get really heightened and it creates a little bit of drama. (laughs) Um, So those are not fun times for us, for sure. But I would say for the most part, like, I don't really have like least favorite times. I mean, that's why I continue to hang out with him. We don't really have horrible times. We just experience things and try to get through it as best we can. And then we always talk about it afterwards. I think that has been the greatest piece of our friendship is that we always talk after. And I think that is what has kept us friends for even this long. I mean, a couple of years is, you know, nothing in the grand scheme of things, but we always are talking, um, recapping. Um, I'm very vocal with my opinions, even to a fault. So, and I really encourage the same from Thomas as well. Like if something happens, if I do something, like let me know. I want to know because that way things don't get bottled up or um, I can recognize in a moment that I've done something wrong or incorrect. So that is, would be probably my least favorite times. Um, Next question is, is there anyone you owe an apology to? (laughs) Everyone. Um, Because they have to hear my voice every day. And me for having to edit these podcasts right now. (sighs) Okay, my question. If you could have started a business, what would it be? He said, he said, could have, but I still can. What business would I start? There's a lot of businesses I would start. But one that goes into like the theme with this podcast a little bit is that every time I look up sex toy companies by... LGBTQ people or owners, I can never really find them. It's always big brands that have like gay sections. And so I don't know if just SEO of these big brands are kind of like pushing the smaller brands down, but I really don't feel like there is a sex toy line made by a 
gay man. I don't know. Maybe there is. That feels so crazy to say every time I say it, but I really feel like I have looked into it and I can't find that many. Um, and I think it'd be a good little brand. I don't know. I think I could, I think I can make a fun toy. Is the uh, biggest dick you've encountered? Well, that's the next question after that. Um, let's see. I would have to say um, I have encountered one. I was at a club one time and this guy had just the monstrous I have never seen anything like this before it was huge I mean I've seen things in pictures before on Grinder and things sent but to actually have something in person that's like like an elephant trunk this long and thick like it was bigger than a beer bottle I was like how do you even have this in your pants you know how do you walk around that can't be comfortable you know I have to think about that and say like you know okay yes everybody wants a big D you know but do you do you really because sometimes it's like what do you do you can't get your mouth on it you can't stick it in anywhere I mean some people can but that's really for the elite um okay at me jeez. Would you rather have a guy with a big dick or a guy with a charming emotional attitude? Ooh, obviously a charming emotional attitude, duh. Um, a big dick's nice, but like a big dick is not everything. Um, sometimes a big dick isn't anything. And I would love a charming emotional attitude. That's a problem these days. No one's charming and emotional. Next question is, do you believe in ghosts? Let's see. Um, I would say yes. I mean, am I a ghost hunter? No. But I do believe there are spirits, and I do believe in the presence of a spirit. So, yes. Uh, okay, my next question. How many times do you jerk off a day? Jesus, Brett. Um, <laughs> okay, like... So, I don't know. It depends. There's days where, like, I don't know, when I was, like, 12 and, like, I probably did, like, six times a day. Um, I haven't done it in, like, four days. So, that's kind of a stop. But I've also been, like, doing other things. Um, but... Yeah, it, it depends with my vibe, with the attitude. And it really doesn't matter. People should be allowed to jerk off whenever they want, but like not necessarily wherever they want, but like, I don't know. We should, we should accept it more. Uh, next question is what makes you feel loved? What makes me feel loved is quality time. I think that's very apparent. I love to spend time with the people I love. And I love to feel their energy and presence and conversation and laughs. And, you know, I think my favorite thing in the world to do really is to get up with my friends and go get coffees and bagels in the morning. What do you love most in the world? What do I love most in this world? My hair. Uh, the next question is, what makes you cry? Uh, emotions make me cry if I think deeply. I think a lot of times I have to take a pause in a moment and when I start to reflect and think about all the things I have in my life, all the friends I have, all the things I've done and pushed myself to do, um, that becomes very overwhelming for me emotionally um, because sometimes I'm kind of like a bullet train where I just speed ahead and I don't always look back and when I start to reflect and think, um, it does bring 
little bit of sadness into me, you know, a little bit of happiness. Um, but those mixed emotions then create a little bit of, um, of uh, tears. Yeah, Brett's notorious for crying at night, and we all make fun of him for it. Um, so that gives you any clue, any insight into his life. But um, okay, my next question. Uh, why do you hang out with Brett if he is so annoying? I, that's a really great question. I don't know. Um, you know, life just happens when it happens, and we, we take things with strides. And it really is, it's like... In a way, Brett annoys me so much, and that's what fuels the growth. I am constantly, every day, getting over things um, and and learning and having to grow and move past, you know, childishness, um, even though he's, like, 18 years older than me. Um, and so, yeah, like, I don't know. I guess the, the self-growth <laughs> that I get from it is just the payoff. What is your proudest accomplishment? I would have to say, you know, to be able to go on dates, being tasked with things that, you know, the, the average age person might not have, right? Or the average person in my position would ever have, you know, whether it's traveling for business or for work or presenting or taking different things into account. Those type of personal and professional accomplishments do give me a lot of joy and um, make me feel very proud of myself. My question, what do you shame yourself the most for? Brett, with these questions, um, what do I shame myself the most for? I shame myself the most for... I shame myself the most when I don't live up to an expectation that I set for myself. I set high expectations for myself all day. Um, so if a social interaction doesn't go well, that's like a, something, a, a point of shame. Like if work didn't necessarily feel super accomplishing and I didn't really feel like I got a lot out of it. That's something that shames me. Um, so there's tons of things. I don't, that's like a hard question to answer. Honestly, sex, that's probably what I shame myself the most for and what I've been learning to undo, um, which has been difficult, but is something that is possible a hundred percent. There's so much literature out there. There's so many conversations that need to be had with friends and with lovers. I think sex is so ingrained in this culture in every little aspect of it. And if any shame is still happening there, that's just holding society back in so many ways. Best meal I've ever had. You know, this is such an, again, such a Thomas question because I, I don't, I like to eat. Okay. I do like food. I do enjoy eating, but for the most part, Food is food for me. I don't have that refined of a palate. I think if I had to say my best meal ever, it would have had to be going to an Italian restaurant in the North End. You know, that is the best meal ever. I love Italian food. That was really difficult for me to listen to. I like. I can't believe you haven't even had one meal like that you can think of in your life. I've had so many special meals in my life. I know I said the one meal I would eat for the rest of my life is fried chicken, which is still true, but. Oh my God, like I could have answered that question and talked a whole episode about it. We really got to get like some type of special meal for you, but okay. Okay, um, my next question, dream vacation, no expense. Oh, that's a fun one. Honestly, dream vacation is probably like Thailand, somewhere like tropical, super good food, 
um, a lot to do, cultures, um, somewhere I've never been before. I haven't even been to Asia. Since I was young, I've always wanted to go to Egypt. Oh, no, my dream vacation actually, okay, if I could, it, no expenses, I could take all the time off, is actually I would do this race from one side of India to the other side of India in a tuk-tuk. I would try to get like my friends to go with me. Um, I would need someone that like knows a little bit about like repair so that that could work. Um, but I w used to watch like YouTubers do it all the time and it is like the most cool beautiful intense thing um you're out there you're actually doing something you're exploring you're traveling you're raising money for charity also doing it and that would be so cool i can't believe really that's what i'm going to say my dream vacation would be um at this point right now i actually would love a beach so maybe i'm going back to thailand i don't know um one of those three do you agree with the statement that tops are not really tops until they have made a bottom come hands-free now, again, Thomas knows what he's doing with this question. I um, I had an experience where I did make a guy come hands-free, and it really felt like a massive accomplishment, you know, because it almost kind of feels like if you make a girl squirt, you know, that you're, you're like, oh, my gosh, I did this. I did this. And it sounds silly. Like, it really is just more of, Part of the sexual experience but I don't know I felt kind of proud at that moment about like okay I, maybe I do have some skills here you know I mean um, it's the act of the performance um, do I agree with the statement that tops are not really tops um, no I think anybody can be a top you know you don't have to you know be a professional but um, I think it is a cool accomplishment I guess it sounds so weird to say my question, favorite memory as a child? Oh, I can't even remember the past, like, year really that well. Memory as a child. Well, I guess, okay, there are memories as child in my head. And so, accessing them. Summers in Callaway Gardens with my cousins were the best memories, actually, I've ever had as a child. I used to go with my cousins to this, like, summer family adventure place. Um, Florida State University Circus would put on a big camp. We did, like, circus camp, but we also did, like, treetop adventure and kayaking and beach stuff and tubing and sailing. Um, and we didn't do sailing. I didn't mean sailing, skiing. Um, <laughs> but it was nature. It was, like, warm. It was the best people. We always made friends. I loved my family. We just got to be out in the water. I was so happy. We ate, like, just good... F I was, like, so happy because it wasn't, like, the food that we always got. It was, like, my aunts making food every night or my, like, grandmother. And so I was just having all these meals that, like, we always only got on this, like, one vacation. And oh, those those are probably my favorite memories. Um, riding my bikes, like, through the bike trails and falling down and scraping ourselves. There was an injury every single year. If you know me, I am accident prone. I have gotten in plenty of accidents. I have scars all over myself. Some from this summer family adventure that we used to do in Callaway Gardens. Um, but those are definitely like the best times of my life. Um, uh, biggest LGBTQ plus icon to you? That's the next question. I, I guess Wendy Williams. I have to go with Wendy Williams because she is such an icon for me and has been for the longest time even before all these memes that people have generated and created i was actually trying to ask which like lgbtq person is an icon to you um but that's okay <laughs> uh, biggest fear in life 
my biggest fear in life used to be like being homeless and like not having like family or money or people to take care of me or like messing up so bad or something like that. Um, but that fear was like quickly kind of done when I started like I had a job and I started living on my own and I started to realize like, okay, no matter what, I will have some like I, I think I'll be fine. Like I'll be able to afford like some shoebox at least like, but I don't know. I mean, things happen all the time. So, but it's not just, yeah, that's not my biggest fear anymore. I don't want to end up alone. I used to think sometimes a lot about like dying alone. I like, I used to live alone one year in college and I'm not the best texter. There's some days when like, I don't reach out. There's weeks when I don't reach out sometimes to people. And uh, yeah, I just, I remember thinking like, if I did pass away in this bed right now and I didn't text it, like no one would know. Who would know? And I was like, ooh, that's a little scary. So maybe that. Is my answer favorite quote? Um, hmm. You know, I do like the uh, the quote from Oscar Wilde. That's like you you can never be um, too educated or too overdressed. You know, and I do agree with that statement. Okay, my question now that Barrett has asked me: um, If you could master one skill right now, what would it be? My immediate thought is I would like want to learn languages like I would want to learn a language like perfectly like Spanish or I guess I would use Spanish maybe French is like sounds cooler but I think Spanish is more useful but also a teacher once told me that like if you're not learning Mandarin like you're gonna be left behind so maybe Mandarin but yeah definitely a language I would totally want to master like a language right then and there okay next question when's the last time you shit yourself okay Thomas is really trying to drag me isn't he um, I am prone to that behavior. Unfortunately, um, it has co- happened many times in my life. Um, I th- feel like the last time, the last time that I really remember was I was having to go get um, tested. Make sure you're getting tested, everybody. STDs, STIs, whatever you need, HIV testing. Make sure you're getting tested. It's very important. And I was getting tested, and I had a little bit of a scare that made me very nervous and I was trembling the whole ride there and I did have to um, get rid of some stiff and that's on that you know we'll, we'll leave that one for your imagination I really don't know how these transitions like are going but the internet officially knows Brett shit himself so this is knowledge that I'm happy we can all share with each other and we can all start making jokes because I was getting a little bored making them on my own so what or who besides Brett brings you the most happiness? Oh my gosh. Um, is it myself? I mean, if anyone brings me the most happiness, it's myself. Doing things for myself. I like. I mean, I feel like I love myself more than a lot of people do. <laughs> Let's see. Next question. Oh, we only have a couple more left. I've really been talking this amount of time. I know when Thomas goes back and edits this, he's going to be like, this person does not shut their mouth. And I'd like everybody to know that I've cut about 40 minutes of rambling at this point. I have also recorded about 40 minutes of rambling at this point, so I can also not really speak. Okay. Which franchisee of Housewives do you think you would get along with the most? Which franchise? Hmm. I feel like the Potomac Girls I really would enjoy. They are are so down to earth and so lighthearted that I feel like it'd be very easy to get along with. I love my Candace. Um, I enjoy Robin and Giselle. I think the Grand Dame would get a kick out of me. All that combined together, I would have to say Potomac. 
All right, Brett's next question for me now. What advice would you give to people who don't have body confidence? This sounds crazy, but I do think that the best advice I would give someone that doesn't necessarily have the best body confidence is to get naked and stare at themselves in a mirror for like 10 minutes. I do that all the time and I swear it just makes me so much more happier and really be able to understand the things about my body. And bodies are bodies. Everyone has a different body. Nobody is the same. Your body will never be the same. It will never look the same as someone else. So don't even try. It's like so cool that we have different bodies. I love bodies. When did you get Bruin? I got Bruin in, actually, I know exactly when I got him, in 2018 on Black Friday. <laughs> because I had been looking for a dog for a while. I had gone through all the tests and the analytics and blah, 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 blah. And gone to so many shelters and interviewed dogs and really tried to find one I really connected with. Because I would go to these shelters and you know, the dogs are kind of all over the place, you know, and I would look at them and you can just tell that they've, they just interact with so many people that it's hard to truly connect with one. And when I met Bruin, um, we had our own little space, you know, as you usually do. And he was the first dog that looked at me in the eyes and I looked at him in the eyes and I could just tell he was like, I want to go home with you. I know that sounds crazy. I know I am like probably over. He probably was just looking at me because I, you know, probably had like some peanut butter on my nose. But I really connected with him. I looked through him. I tried to play with him, and um, it was just instant connection. And I know it was Black Friday because while everybody was shopping, I was like, I'm getting my Black Friday dog. Bruin is the cutest thing, and I love that story. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Next question for me is Brett. The reason you watch Bravo. Um, Brett is the reason that I got into Bravo more, I think. But no, I don't think Brett's the reason I watch Bravo. I think I do enjoy it. I think if Brett was the only reason, I wouldn't be still watching it. Brett's next question for me. What medium of art do you love the most? That is an insane question. It 100% changes. When I was a kid, I was super into fashion. It was all I wanted to look at. When I was older, TV and musicals, plays, I loved the theater, I loved acting, I started to really fall in love with that and performing arts, um, and I love performing arts. Right now, honestly, like, one of my favorite things is to go to museums. My whole wall is, like, a gallery wall with, like, all these prints. I love looking at paintings. What medium of art do you love the most? I guess film. I mean, unless music is, yeah, no, music. I would go music. If I love one medium of art the most, it's going to be music. That's the one thing I probably can't live without. Um, last question, and the question is, what do you love most about Thomas? And, you know, there are a lot of things I love about Thomas, of course, you know, because otherwise we wouldn't be friends, right? If I really hated him, I wouldn't want to hang out with him. But if I had to say what I love most about Thomas, it would have to be um, his emotions. I think Thomas is so in tuned with how he feels and that um you know is a good and a bad thing but that extends not only from his experience of living but into other facets of his life through music through food through people through energy um he has such a way of connecting and feeling and understanding more um which allows him to care a lot allows him to relate, um, allows him to listen and 
really kind of challenge a status quo. He is very much somebody who pushes an outer boundary of people, you know, and makes you want to think deeper because I think a lot of times we can just gloss over life and experiences and not really take things as serious as they should be or listen closely enough to our emotions and how we feel. Thomas does such a great job of that. He really does engage in behavior that just makes you question and in that same vein also feel comfortable. He is probably one of the most charismatic and um, (laughs) visually happy people I have ever met. I mean, I can't go anywhere without somebody saying, you know, oh my goodness, you're so bubbly. I love your energy. You're so great. Um, Meanwhile, I'm the troll on the side like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, sure. Um, He does random acts of kindness for fun. Not me. Um, He really is... um, just a, a, a bursting soul of love. And I'm sure you can tell that through the podcast. I'm sure you can tell it um, if you've ever met him in person because he is so attuned with his emotions that he can easily connect with yours. And that's a very um, challenging thing to do. You know, not everybody has that gift and ability to be able to do that. So that would have to be my favorite thing about Thomas. So I don't know if anyone noticed, but that was the only question I let Brett keep rambling on. <laughs> so speak on me okay finally my last question is what type of porn twitter guys turn you on the most what do you like to watch oh wow brat okay i guess my immediate kind of filter is i don't like anything like shaved like i think a shaved is where my like no goes to so anything that's not that suits me better that's like my immediate thing i think when i'm like first like my immediate kind of like when i'm scrolling through i'm like okay is this this does this video check off these like check boxes yes there okay next one would probably be like it needs to look very consensual i don't like when it's like someone's too in pain or it like looks scary or anyone is like freaking out so i don't want that that's probably my next thing and then i think my next kind of like And then I guess my next thing is that I'm looking for, like, um, a little bit of, like, chemistry, passion, like, fire, like, some type of, like, passion between them. Like, I don't want it to just be, like, music and sweet. Like, I don't want it to be boring. Like, I need there to be some type of, like, chemistry almost. So I guess those three things, like, I need... So the type of porn that turns me on the most is going to be, like, non-shaven, consensual, like, dynamic porn. (laughs) That is all the 20 questions. I'm sure I rambled on way too long, and Thomas is going to have a really fun time editing that. Um, He's going to have his 20 questions that I'm going to ask him, and so we really won't know each other's answers until he listens to this. But I'm curious to know what you guys think in terms of the responses. Wow, we really got through all those. Hello, we have made it. You know what that means, though? My favorite segment... The hot and the ugly. Bow, 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 bow. All right. Um, I'm going to start us off. And so my hot of the week, open and honest communication is what I put. Um, and you know what that means is a boy this week told me when I went over to his house that he didn't want to have sex. And I was so appreciative of that. Him setting boundaries, him telling me exactly like where he was at, um, giving me the reasons why. It made me feel safe. It made me feel comfortable. It made me feel like there wasn't that much pressure. And I thought it was really cool. And no one's actually ever said that to me before when I'm going over to their house. Um, 
and so there is a lot of pressure sometimes and like I get really nervous and this just wasn't that time hot of the week I think has to be the New Jersey premiere party I'm it was so much fun I had a really great time there we like I said in the beginning we saw Frank Catania we um, just you know had laughs drinks good food and like I said in the episode that that's some of my favorite times so that's extremely hot for me um, in terms of ugly, I'd have to say, like, work projects have not been very fun. So I have been really working through that and emotionally pushing myself um, to kind of garner that energy to keep moving forward with it and tackle it on. I think my reaction really is to push away from it because I get so self-critical. I get so anxious. I get so nervous. You know, sometimes I really just strip myself apart with how... You know, identifying the the areas of weakness and trying to figure out how to improve that and make it better. But of course, when you're doing that, you can really weigh yourself down and not feel like you're lifting yourself up the way you should. And it's so important to me to do well and to perform well that it really can weigh me down. My ugly of the week is that when I'm talking to someone um, like romantically, I think something that happens to me is that like when I'm away from that person, I start to get in my head and really anxious and feel like every text I'm sending is the wrong text. Everything I'm saying is wrong. I'm like overthinking it all. I'm like wishing I could undo text or like edit them. And it's like not fun. And it's like not right either because like almost every time my fears have been totally unbased and they're not correct and I shouldn't be having that type of like self-doubt I guess um I don't even really know where it comes from but that's probably my like I guess that's my like yeah that's probably my ugly of the week is that that happened to me and I gotta not let that happen to me that would have to be the end of the episode it is I'm so sad make sure you are interacting with us tell us what you want to hear i know you all are listening okay i can see how many y'all have listened feel free to give us a shout out follow us on instagram okay top to bottom pod follow us on tiktok top to bottom pod make sure to follow us on spotify apple podcast or wherever you listen to your sexy little podcast make sure you're giving us the five-star reviews um, and if you have done that if you are following us thank you for your continued support we really do appreciate it. We do, and all the growth and excitement around the videos and episodes each week has been one of the most exciting things this year. I'm so proud of us. Another episode in the books, a little unconventional, um, but an episode nonetheless. And hopefully it's, you know, gave someone a little smile or a piece of wisdom. Um, or you just got to know about us a little bit more. And if you didn't want to do that, then... I guess you didn't really need to be listening to the podcast anyway. Um, but on that note, tune in next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.